Welcome to The Blaze. This is episode 30. I am your host, Alejandro Oveda. Thank you for pushing play. Without you, this podcast would only be an idea. I hope you have enjoyed the, po- the podcast so far. Every week, I am analyzing the results and trying to make it a better experience every week. This has been something I've been really working hard on, and I, I feel really good on the, on the uh, improvements being made. This is our 30th episode. I know we're moving fast. People have been telling me that it's hard to catch up, but I just want to keep uh, this podcast as a weekly podcast. I hope you guys are sharing it and talking about it. Uh, the way this podcast will grow is by you, the audience, spreading the word. I can't believe we're already on episode 30. It still feels like it's one of my first episodes, but you know, I, I want to keep growing and I, I want to keep improving on my skills. Uh, I know that throughout the weeks, it's been kind of hard, uh, trying to just make those improvements and trying to find out, uh, what improvements need to be made. But, you know, I do listen very closely to my own podcast. It's kind of weird, but I I have to make those, those improvements just so, uh, the, the listening experience is a lot better. But this week we have a lot to talk about, but before we do, I just want to recap what we did last week. Uh, last week we worked all week and didn't really get much time off until the weekend. Uh, I ended up going out to fish at the Cahuilla Lake out near uh, Visalia, California. This was my first time at Cahuilla, and I didn't know what to expect. We left Fresno around 4.30 a.m. and got there around, I'll say, 5.45 a.m. My wife wanted to go a little later, but you know me, I wanted to go kind of early to get out there before it got hot. I should have listened, though, because we both fell into the muddy lake bed. Uh, We both slipped and fell deep into the mud uh, because there was no light, and we tested uh, the lake bed to only find out that it was mostly marsh. Uh, This was before we even cast it out. My wife took her first few steps, and then I took one big step, and we fell simultaneously. Uh, My wife got out of the mud with quickness uh, because she was a lot closer to the drier part of the lake. And my giant step took me into the muddy zone, where it <laughs> took me about three tries to get up. Uh, I was muddy, muddy from the shoes to, to my shirt, and I was just glad nobody saw us eat shit. Get up at each other and couldn't stop laughing throughout the day. Uh, we tried to find another spot near the lake, but a lot of it wasn't accessible due to the lake being drained. Lake at the Botanical Gardens on Bravo Lake, and this lake was very nice. And you could tell that it was filled with fish. Uh, the fish came up to the top, uh, just gulping on the oxygen. We, but we didn't stay very long because there were spiders everywhere climbing onto us. Uh, but we kept fishing. We didn't catch anything. And again, uh, this is the third week that we haven't caught anything. And we're, we're still disappointed uh, because we haven't really reeled in a, a fish yet. Um, we'll keep trying this week, though. At another spot we've been eyeing on the San Joaquin River near Madera. And if you know any good spots, make sure uh, you let me know. Uh, We're looking for not so secluded, but um, places that we could definitely get to by foot. Message or record a voice message to the podcast and let us know. But besides fishing, we both were glad to be in the gym last week. Uh, I have been burning my all-time high of calories on the treadmill and have been steadily making my way uh, towards my goal to run a whole mile. And can't wait to start attempting to run in another week or so. Strength is very high, 
and we have been eating pretty good all week, making little meals every day to satisfy our hunger. Uh, I didn't make any smoked meat on Sunday because we did go fishing and we did go to Rocky Hill to watch some football. But we did have a cheat meal uh, while we're at uh, near Kawea Lake, just miles away from there. There's a place called Three Rivers. And uh, the place that we had our meal at was Sierra Subs and Salad. And we recommend uh, this place uh, because they definitely have what it takes to, to, to really compete with a lot of the sub shops. Um, we did get the recommendation uh, by Marissa and Ben, ben Litwack, the owners of Rocky Hill, and we couldn't believe how awesome the place was. Um, I ordered their manwich, which had turkey, ham, salami, bacon, avocado, provolone cheese, an olive uh, tapenade, tomatoes, onion, and mayo on a double-decker toasted sourdough. Um, they are rated 4.8 on Google, and I have to completely agree with the rating. Uh, the sandwich was one of the best I've ever eaten. It was also too big to eat in the car. Uh, we ended up pulling over to finish it because it was far too big. I will honestly go back every time now that we're at Rocky Hill, and because the sandwich spot is, is only about 10 minutes away, um, but it is very small, and but to to make to make it even better you know th there is a long wait but it's so worth it and i gotta say you know most of their sandwiches actually look very delicious um they are on top on top of uh yelp's top 100 places to uh to eat and the back of the sandwich shop is a deck overlooking the river so i do advise you to just you know eat and relax uh at the at the sandwich spot uh, because the river flows right through it. Um, there are other spots too near that, uh, sub, sub place. Um, there's a frozen yogurt spot right next door and also three rivers brewing that is about 50 yards away. So if you're ever in the area or just want something new to try, make sure you drive up to three rivers and check out Terra subs and salad. Try it for yourself. Tell me what you guys think about it. And if you guys know any other spots near Exeter, Wood Lake, or uh, like the Kauia Lake area, uh, let me know what you guys uh, like to go to and support. But now we have a lot to talk about this week uh, on the podcast, so let's get it started. We want construction. If you guys haven't seen, there'll be eight weekends of construction on Highway 41. They'll be shutting down parts of Highway 41 for 55 hours each weekend starting at 10 p.m. on Friday and ending at 5 a.m. Monday. Um, and that's going to be for eight weeks. They are doing this to save labor for construction days and limit lane closures uh, from 165 days to only 20 days. Uh, the southbound closures will be the first four weeks, and then the northbound closures will be the last four weeks. Um, you will need to know the routes to get to your destination, and you could use the 180 west uh, to CA-99, and then back to the 41 South, uh, the Tulare and O Street exit, exits will be open, but the rest of the 41 going southbound will be closed. Uh, there'll be extra highway patrol patrolling the area, so make sure you drive with caution. They are doing this construction to make renovations to the road conditions and also giving uh, the highway a lot of TLC on the bridge decks. Uh, they'll be fixing the road with a polyester riding surface that will extend the road for uh, 20 years. Uh, 
They'll also be working to pick up any litter and any graffiti removal on the highway. They say this is for more efficient, especially applying the polyester concrete to ensure an efficient overlay that in the outcome will make a smoother ride. Uh, this is a great idea and should be implemented uh, more due to the traffic and safety concerns for drivers. So we should be ready for those closures and make sure you got your alternate routes um, because you need to be ready for the for the foreseen closures of both southbound and northbound on Highway 41 for the next eight weeks. I like that they're doing this. You know, they're doing it uh, just a section at a time, uh, taking their time on, on the weekends, uh, not during the busiest time of the week. Uh, definitely, if they were to close it during the week, uh, there would be traffic all the way back past Shaw. Uh, you know, most of the time on 41, you get the, you get the, um, the traffic going north or south, uh, from Shaw up to, you know, McKinley basically until you could choose, uh, the 180 or keep going, uh, 41, uh, to the 99. I think this is a great way to, to really, uh, cost and it's cost effective, uh, for labor. That means, um, you know, less days that they have to close these lanes. And that means a lot less accidents that we have to see on the highway that is already dangerous. So make sure you guys are ready for this. Uh, I just wanted to make sure I, I said it that way, whoever is going out of town, or if you're, if you're commuting every day for work that you know that, uh, the Southbound on 41 is going to be closed the next four weeks. Next thing I want to talk about is Brian Cade compilation. And on this podcast, we like to discuss local music. And this week was a pretty rough week trying to find new artists uh, with music on Spotify. But I was looking for references and one of my friends actually posted his newest song, Piggy Bank. And I immediately wanted to hear more. Uh, this artist is from the Central Valley and has performed with many artists such as uh, YG, B Major, Crayshon and salt and pepper um, he also won the next best thing talent show that allowed him to perform at the paul paul theater as the opening act for jason derulo at the big fresno fair and performed uh, a set at this year's summer sweat at tayoga sequoia uh, this artist uh is an r&b singer and definitely has a very distinctive style uh brian cade is a male r&b singer and he definitely has persistence he has been making his presence since the late 2000s and since been making his mark here in Fresno. We need to su support this artist to empower our city. We have so many great rap artists, but we are very limited uh, to the R&B scene. I wanted to review this artist because I'm a huge R&B fan and I want to support our local R&B singers. Uh, Brian Cade has one album he dropped. Uh, it's called As Far As I Can Tell. He's also dropped a new compilation project that had been on repeat for the last couple days. His style's a mix of Trey songs, Chris Brown, and Genuine. Uh, Cade's voice really has great range. His hard work, confidence, patience has brought him a long way and is definitely on his way to uh, be something great. Uh, some of the songs that stuck out for me was Going Down, Awake While I'm Dreaming, Roller Coaster, Disappointed, and there's a bunch more, especially the newest one, Piggy Bank. Um, but Ryan Cade has since dropped a bunch of new, newer songs in July and 
like I said, his most recently, uh, his piggy bank single dropped last Tuesday. So make sure to listen to Brian Cade's music on all streaming services and check out his Facebook to keep up with his music and shows. This is my first R&B review, and I hope it's not my last. Fresno is uh, being recognized by all the artists and we that we are producing, and I'm hopeful to see Brian Cade take the industry and provide Fresno with some good exposure. I want to make sure we support our local uh, professional team, uh, Fresno Foxes, who are third in the USL Western. Wait, not third. They're, they actually are now second in the USL Western with a record of 15, 8, and 5 with 53 points. Uh, the next game is going to be Saturday, September 21st versus Phoenix Rising, who's first in the USL Western. Their record holds 22, 5, 2, and with 71 points. Uh, the Foxes lost their uh, last Saturday, last Saturday's game to the Las Vegas Lights on an unusual loss. Uh, we committed too many yellow cards, which the Lights scored one goal off a of penalty. We couldn't put much together on 18 shots we took with only five on target. This week's game will need to play almost perfect as the Phoenix Rising FC is dominating dominating the USL Western Conference. We also limit how many goals they score. We need this win to verify that we can compete with the rest of the USL League. Make sure to support our Foxes, either going to the game or watching it on TV. This will be a great matchup and one of the best games of the season because it's going to be number one versus number two. So let's go, Foxes. Football this weekend, uh, the Bulldogs are going to be playing Saturday, September 19th versus the Sacramento State Hornets, who are from the Big Sky Division. And their record is 2-1. and one. And that's going to be at Bulldog Stadium at 7 p.m. Have played two great teams. Um, one of them being uh, the Arizona State Sun Devils. Uh, about seven points. Um, we have played two uh, great teams, Minnesota and USC. Uh, they both were tough at the line of scrimmage. And the Hornets are no different. Uh, like I said, they've been dominating the line against... Uh, Arizona State and lost only by a score. Their defense has been defending the run very well, and it looks like they'll challenge our running backs this weekend. They dominated two other teams, skunking Colorado, uh, Northern Colorado Bears 50-0 to and also scoring 77 points versus Southern Air, uh, Oregon Raiders. Their defense has only been giving up 1.8 yards per carry, and Sacramento State went 2-8 and eight last season, but... With their first-year coach, Troy Taylor, and defensive coordinator, Andy Thompson, they show major improvements. The State Bulldogs are coming off, off of their uh, early season bye and look to be rested and hopefully healthy. After losing two close games to two FBS teams with a margin of 11 points, we'll be challenged once more with a very productive defense. We have not ran the ball like we should have, and this week will be another challenge for our running game. I'm looking forward to see if, see if uh, number 20 is uh, ready to make the call. Uh, number 20, running back Ronnie Rivers, who has averaged 4.4 yards a carry. And versus this great Sacramento defense, hope to see uh, a big game from him. Uh, Jorge Reyna, uh, with his ability to run and his ability to keep uh, plays alive. We need Reyna to play an incredible game which he's been averaging about 252 passing yards a game, and Jorge needs to just 
keep keep that ball uh, out of the air and zip it to his uh, receivers. Um, I think for the outcome, I believe Fresno State will dominate both sides of the ball. Uh, we'll challenge their defense with our running game and also challenge them on on with our defense, which has been improving week to week. I want to say Fresno State uh, will score their average of 29 points to the Hornets' uh, 17 points. This will be a great game to watch, so make sure you head out to Jim Sweeney Field for a great college football environment. The Fresno State Bulldogs have been actually looking pretty good the la- uh, the last two weeks uh, of the of the season. Um, with their bye, definitely uh, was needed after those. Uh, we go zero and two. We'll need to just stick stick our offense and uh, hopefully make the right plays. Uh, Jorge Reyna definitely should have been watching tape, seeing uh, where he's been placing the ball, and hopefully keeps uh, the ball out of range of uh, the DB's hands. Jorge Reyna is definitely uh, someone that I think could lead this team throughout the season, so I'm definitely going to be paying attention to the way that he's going to be playing this week. School football. And every week I want to give you the matchups that uh, might be worth considering to watch. Uh, last game uh, of the week was Edison versus Clovis North, and what a shootout. Clovis North defeated Edison 41-40, to what turned out to be a great game. Uh, the loss now brings Edison to 0-4 and looking to turn things around this week versus Dinuba Emperors, who are 2-2. And that game will be on Friday, September 20th at 7 p.m. in Ratcliffe Stadium. 4-0 and is looking to continue their dominance versus Ridgeview, who is 2-2. Two two. Uh, this game is also Friday at 7 p.m. at Buchanan Stadium. Matchups that I uh, think are going to be a, a, a great matchups is Friday, September 20th, um, Clovis West versus Bullard at McLean Stadium, Selma versus Madera, uh, Kerman versus Mission Oak, Matthias, San Joaquin Memorial versus Clovis East at La Monica Stadium, Clovis at Liberty, Fresno High at Madera South, Washington Union versus Hoover at Sunnyside Stadium, Central at Turlock, and Buchanan at De La Salle. And definitely for the matchup of the week will be Buchanan versus De La Salle, who's 3-1 uh, and one right now. Anytime a Central Valley uh, school plays De La Salle is a big deal, and I hope Buchanan takes the win in this showdown. But while we're uh, still talking about football, let's talk about the NFL week number three. And this season has definitely been plagued by the injury bug. A bunch of QBs have been sidelined due to injuries. Uh, first, it was uh, Nick Foles with the season injury uh, on the first week of the season. Then the Jets, Darnold, uh, uh, Jets QB Darnold is out indefinitely with the severe case of mono. Uh, Drew Brees from the Saints have injured ligaments in his throwing finger and will be sidelined for six weeks. Uh, Ben Roethlisberger also injured, um, and he injured his UCL tendon, which is going to be needing surgery and will uh, be sidelined for 14 weeks. And also Cam Newton hasn't practiced all week after re-injuring his foot. Uh, these are just injuries too. There's been a lot of uh, a lot of roster changes while Eli Manning is being benched this week, as the Giants have faith in their backup QB and top draft pick Daniel Jones. Um, after all these injuries and moves being made, um, you know Andrew Luck also called it quits earlier this season. 
And now I want to talk about uh, the NFL power rankings after the injuries. Um, the They still have the Patriots at number one. They have uh, the Chiefs now at number two. Uh, the Rams now at number three. Uh, the Cowboys at number four. Uh, the Ravens at number five. The Seahawks at number six. The Packers at number seven. The Eagles at number eight. The Bears at number nine. Vikings at number ten. And just some of the ones that, that jumped up on the list was uh, the 49ers uh, now at number 13. And the Saints uh, dropped down all the way to number 16. So there's a lot of uh, matchups this week that could determine uh, a different power ranking um, with the Titans versus Jaguars to start on Thursday on NFL Network. Um, then on Sunday, just some of the matchups are Raiders versus Vikings, Ravens versus Chiefs, Falcons versus Colts, Broncos versus Packers, Steelers versus Niners, Saints versus Seahawks, Texans versus Chargers, and Rams versus Browns. And then followed with uh, Monday night, Bears versus Redskins. To me, the game of the week, though, is going to be Ravens versus Chiefs. Uh, this will be a showdown between two young QBs that have been leading the league uh, in touchdowns. Uh, they're both they both have seven touchdowns apiece, and the uh, only other QB that has seven touchdowns is Dak, Dak Prescott. Uh, this game will be a challenge for both defenses, and both conf- uh, QBs are elusive and can beat you with their arm and also with their legs. This will be a definite shootout, and I expect both teams to score a lot of points. Uh, I think the outcome of the Ravens versus Chiefs will be 35 to 28 Chiefs. Now I want to talk about the MLB. Uh, The season's coming to a close. Uh, The Dodgers are holding on with their record at 98 and 55. They're still first in the NL West. Um, They lost to the Tampa Bay Rays last night to finish the series with them one to one. And this week they'll play the Rockies at home. Than the Padres on the road, 84 and 78, uh, still holding third in the NL West. Uh, they beat the the Red Sox last night and leading that series uh, 2-1, and will finish the series tonight. This week they'll they'll play the Braves on the road and then the Rockies at home. Are doing wonderful this year. Their record holds at 92 and 61. They're second in the AL West, um, and they have the number one wildcard spot. And they're only two games ahead, but we'll need to to get some major wins. Uh, they split the series with the Royals 2-1 to one this week, and we'll play the Rangers at home, then play the Angels on the road. The season is coming to a close, and we only have two full weeks of games. The Dodgers are still challenging the league with the best record, as the Astros' 100 uh, wins right now is the only team with a better record. Um, and the Giants are eight games from the last wildcard spot. So I don't think they're going to pull it off. Uh, and if they do, it's definitely going to take a miracle to get into the playoffs. Also, the NBA is almost upon us as a long summer of transaction and trades. Some are saying this will be the best NBA season ever. Preseason will be starting next week. And I just want to go over some headlines that uh, has people hot uh, and here anticipating the start of the, the new season. Durant talked about, uh, you know, his tenure at uh, Golden State, saying he never fit into the Golden State Warriors and talked about, you know, winning the championships and how it wasn't all that. And 
and how much, you know, animosity people gave him and how his kind of his uh, character was being challenged. Also, the Clippers, after achieving their best uh, best acquisition in Kawhi Leonard and trading uh, for Paul George, this all happened uh, really quickly. And now people are, are assuming that there are front runners for the championship. Um, all this happened after the Lakers acquired Anthony Davis from trading most of their team for the, the best big man in the league. This year is going to be great. Because, you know, uh, it's anyone's year. A lot of teams look deep enough to compete for the NBA season. So make sure you keep tuned for all your NBA headlines and news because this season will be one to remember. For the week, I want to uh, just review uh, Church IPA. It's a Kern River Brewing Beer. Uh, they're out of Kernville, California. It drinks at 7.6% ABV, and it's brewed with mosaic, citra, and amarillo hops. IPA. The smell is just so danky, and it has a, a bunch of different hints of uh, peppery and pineapple aromas. Uh, the beer's front end is very piney, resinous on the taste, and it lingers, uh, but then the back end of it, uh, is what I like with the bitterness that balances out um, on the back end of this beer. Uh, the flavor is definitely uh, like a car caramel and peppery flavors uh, that helps with its complexity. I really like Kern River Brewing, and they make delicious IPAs and Pale Ales. And this beer has some very great reviews from the Beer Summit that happened last weekend in Long Beach, California. If you ever see any of these beers in stores, um, and I'm talking about the Kern River beers, make sure you try them out because I know you won't be disappointed. Thank you again for sticking through with this podcast. I've been really working hard adjusting to give it a more easy listening experience. And if you have any feedback, make sure you send me a, a message on, on my email. Or uh, or if you have anything to add for next week, make sure you know to leave a, a voice message as the weeks continue so will the podcast. And this is your uh, weekly podcast you can rely on. So make sure you share any music, events, or any businesses we should support. Uh, this week, I have a few events that you should check out. Uh, the Lamore Air Show will be held on Saturday at 7 a.m. and Sunday at 8 a.m. Uh, there's going to be a lot of Oktoberfests. I'm definitely going to check out Rocky Hills Oktoberfest which will be held on Saturday, uh, September 21st. And the other uh, Oktoberfest are Tioga Sequoia and House of Pendragon. But I'm definitely going to be out at Rocky Hill on Saturday to check out their uh, all their festivities. B95 will also be hosting their homegrown show at Full Circle Olympic on Sunday, September 22nd. And don't forget, there's going to be a Fulton Street party uh, and that will be on Friday, September 20th. Um, there are some great events and make sure you support them while the, you know, the weather is nice. So make sure uh, you support your local podcast that supports your local businesses, artists, and all your events. I am your host, Alejandro Aveda, signing off episode 30.